0: Thank you.
1: At the risk of sounding redundant, what a week in wrestling. The main event of WrestleMania? Who knows? Is the rock a face or a heel? Who knows? Will we get answers anytime soon? Who knows? Feelings running high, tensions boiling over amongst fans, wrestlers, pundits, everyone. And we're talking about it all on Earning the Push. My name is Jack Murley, professional broadcaster alongside professional rugby player Charlie Beckett. And we are both, Charlie, this week's stunned wrestling fans. Each week we say it, each week it's true. What is going on in wrestling?
0: I don't think I've ever felt so conflicted about wrestling in my life. Like, I'm normally pretty much, I like something or I don't. And I love a lot of this and hate I despise a lot of this all at the same time. It's, uh... It's a strange, strange feeling.
1: It is a head heart dynamic. It is a what's best for business versus being what's best for us as fans dynamic. It is absolutely bonkers. It's gonna be mostly boys and girls, Rock, Roman, and Cody all the way today. But let's just remind you, you can get in touch. Charlie underscore Beckett is him on the socials. Jack underscore Merley is me. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening. I know wrestling fans are very reticent about coming forward with their opinions, but perhaps this week there's something that has caught your eye. Let's get into it. All right, here we go. It's a story that's got everyone talking. On SmackDown, Cody Rhodes handed his WrestleMania match with Roman Reigns to The Rock and the world went bananas. Some people love the idea of a Rock-Roman clash at Mania. The vast majority absolutely detested, if not the idea of the match itself, then at least the way we got there. Charlie, you messaged me Saturday morning. Have you seen SmackDown
0: yet? You watched this before I did. How are you feeling? So we're recording on Wednesday, so I've obviously had the best part of four or five days to sit on this, think about this. Obviously, there's been raw since where it was obviously referenced. You see all the um, stories coming out online from behind the scenes, etc. And it just all doesn't sit right with me. I'm, I'm not on board with this. I can't like. There's, there's numerous reasons I don't like it. I' like, start first of all with the storyline, what we see on screen. It doesn't make sense. Like last week, I said, quite flippantly, that if Cody decides to challenge for the world heavyweight championship rather than the WWE Universal, that it was and like saying that's finishing his story. It's like watching the first ninety percent of Lion King and getting the last ten percent of Beauty and the Beast. And it genuinely is like this isn't this isn't the story we've been watching. This isn't the belt he's been after. And he didn't even come out on SmackDown and give a reason for not wanting this belt. He just went, "I do want your belt." But not right now. What? that doesn't make sense. Like you can tell he doesn't believe it. I just I don't like the on screen nonsensicalness. That's not a word, but I've gone with it. I don't like how little sense it makes on screen. Like this story doesn't make sense to me. It's making code look silly. It's making code look stupid, I think, which isn't a good move. And it is a little insulting to all of us because we've been investing in this for the best part of two years now. And It's just having the rug pulled out from under us at the last minute.
1: We don't really go in for gender stereotypes on this podcast, but I'm going to use the phrase emasculated. It made Cody Rhodes look really emasculated. He has fought for two years to win this title shot. Out he comes, and then he says, I'm going to give it to someone else. And I was trying to explain this to, to, to someone, and we'll get into this later, who is a casual fan, who can't understand this backlash. And I was saying imagine, because this guy's a Liverpool fan, I was saying, imagine that Mo Salah has two of the best seasons of his life and he drags Liverpool single-handedly to heights they've never seen in football. And it's... No, by the way, this isn't, this isn't hard to imagine. This <laughs> kind of happened. But yes, carry on. I really try and put yourself in that frame of mind. And he gets them to the week before the Champions League final. And then he comes out and he goes, I'm giving my place to Robbie Fowler. And you're like... Why? Why Why would you do that? It makes no sense.
0: That's, that's such a such a good metaphor for it, by the way. Is it's like, I'm giving my place to Robbie and I'm going to go and play in the Europa League final because that's just as good. Yeah. So no, it's not. Yeah. It's not no, no one is buying that. No one's buying that it's just as good. So I really don't like the story side of it. And then when you read the behind the scenes, I do not think Mr. Johnson is coming out covered in roses here at all from the reports. It seems like he has, and again, I don't know The Rock. They could be false reports, but from what you read, it seems like he's seen the boom that wrestling is in at the moment and been like, I want a piece of that and I don't really care who falls by the wayside. And that, that's what I've got to clarify here as well is, I have wanted Rock versus Roman for the last three years. Like, I want this match. that That's where my confliction comes. I want The Rock versus Roman Reigns. I think that is the biggest match you can give us in wrestling currently, I genuinely do, but not at the sacrifice of Cody's story. Like, I don't think, like, legends, we've talked a lot about how legends should be used on this show, and they come in and put people over. This is the absolute opposite of that. You're coming in, essentially the way I see it, and stealing the biggest babyface in wrestling currently's limelight for one match and for one moment. And I just don't think... That's the right way to go for wrestling. I don't think it's the right way to go for The Rock. I don't think it's the right way to go for Roman. And it's definitely not the right way to go for Cody.
1: I think the weird thing is, because we try and be a little bit different to other wrestling podcasts. We're not a rant and rave wrestling podcast. We try and be analytical. And I remember you and I sitting after The Rock came out at day one saying... Is there a world in which Rock vs. Roman headlines this year's WrestleMania? And I made the point that he is the biggest star in the world, and you can see from a business point of view why they would do it. And then we came up towards a rumble, and we both said, if you're not going with Cody Rhodes, you have to do something at the rumble to make that really clear. He needs to be attacked by Orton. You need to do whatever. And then all, and then, and then, Rhodes wins the rumble. And then he points at the skybox, and everyone's saying it's it's Cody versus Roman 2. I wonder if the problem isn't so much that, that Roman versus Rock is happening at WrestleMania, but it's that they made us believe it wasn't. Like I think there was a window where we were all going, okay, if you pull the trigger now, we can get to grips with it. But they were too late going with
0: it. They they yeah. Yeah, as soon as Cody Rhodes won the Royal Rumble, only one thing. Could, could happen. Not should happen, could happen. You had to go Roman versus Cody. Like, the thing we've got to clarify is there's this press conference there, in Vegas tomorrow and they haven't actually confirmed that this is what's happening, but everything we saw on SmackDown, everything we saw on Raw, would lead us to believe that this is what's happening. I'll be fascinated. I wish I was a fly on the wall and could see the conversations happening uh, behind the scenes at the moment because I'm sure we'll get onto it shortly. The reaction has not been what they expected. So... I just don't understand why you'd have Cody win the Rumble. Have The Rock come in 30 and win it. Like people are going to be like, oh, there'll, there'll be some backlash, but people will get on board with that and we know what's happening then. Or I don't believe that Punk was meant to win the Rumble and they called an Audible in that final two. I don't think that happened from watch the footage back. Have Punk win the Rumble and have him challenge Rollins and then have Rock Roman happen. And yes, I know the Punk injury happened. We didn't know that at that point. Like, there are so many ways they could have got to this without... Making us all quite rightly believe that this is what we were getting. And we all got so excited for it. That like we all got so excited for it because we weren't sure what we were getting. And then Cody won the run was like, ah, oh, okay, this is what's happening. Let's go. We've been waiting for this for 12 months since he was screwed at Last Mania. And then within a week, they were like, ah, not really. It's like they fixed the wrong bit.
1: That's a, I can completely see a world in which CM Punk goes down to injury and The Rock comes back to save part of WrestleMania because Brock Lesnar isn't going to be there, we understand, for all the reasons that have been well documented. I can understand a world in which you say, we want The Rock to be part of this spectacle. I can understand a world in which he has a match. I can understand all of it. But the one bit of your WrestleMania plans that have not suffered through all the shenanigans over the past two years are Cody versus Roman. Roman's been healthy. Cody's been healthy. Cody has kept building himself up. Roman still had the belt. That is the one consistent bit. And the fact they've gone after two years of build, less than two months before Mania, oh, let's just switch that bit round, is absolutely insane unless they were thinking the fans will buy into this. And I, no one is going to tell me whatever happens after WrestleMania, that they were planning on having fans chant Rocky sucks at the rock. You cannot convince me of that.
0: No, that, that, that's the interesting first of all, you've got to give credit to WWE for how well they've kept Cody Roman hot over the last 12 months. Like it's not been an easy thing to do after what happened at last year's WrestleMania. But the fact that we're sat here in February, all, gagging for Roman versus Cody again. It shows what a great job they've done there. They're just messing it up in the ninth innings here. And I don't know what they're doing. It's like they've come out to bat in the ninth innings of a baseball game and gone, I'm gonna use a pool woggle to try and hit my home run this time. Like, what are you doing, you idiots? I'd use love a to baseball bat. I'd love to see that. I would love that, to see that would be something to see. Well one day maybe. But um it's like and like that that's that's the confusing thing with this is it was so, so close to being like the perfect build for and Like you say they, you see reports on them. They thought this would build Cody as a martyr, build him as even big, more of a babyface. The Daniel Bryan WrestleMania Thirty treatment, all that. Yes, I understand why you think that. I don't think it's the right move, but I understand why you might do that. <laughs> oh, you did not expect the Rocky, the Rocky sucks chance to come out the first time in twenty two years. Are we back at Survivor Series nineteen ninety six with Rocky Mavea? Like I was watching that and I was like, oh my god, this is. This is quite the backlash. Now, here's something interesting. I have been
1: contacted by a, a contact. Like they sent me a letter. People, I was, was like the
0: FBI. have got in touch, Jack. I've been contacted, or oh, like someone from beyond the grave. My secret sources.
1: I've I've had about six or seven people get in touch with me who are either the Sean Ross Sap over here,
0: Dave Meltzer with his sources.
1: Well, they're casual wrestling fans who have seen this all play out on social media, and some of them are literally just getting into wrestling because of how hot it is at the moment. And they're all asking me the same question, which is, why aren't fans happy about this? So I think what we've got here is a perfect example of WWE thought, well, we'll bank on on our regular fans loving this, and then we'll draw in the casual fans. And they've drawn in the casual fans, and the casual fans have arrived, and they've gone, it's like arriving at a party where there's just been a big row. Like, you've just turned up and you've gone... Why is everyone so upset? I thought, you know, and I think that shows the backfire.
0: It's like that famous meme that I'm sure everyone's seen on the internet where it's that dog sitting in the corner of a room having a cup of tea with the rest of the room's on fire. That's the casual fans. The casual fans are like, ah, The Rock's back, brilliant. And all of us are just on fire running around the room being like, we want Cody. And that's the thing, isn't it? Because you've got to remember, wrestling is a business. And Roman Reigns versus The Rock is the way you draw the casual fans out. You want to get people who... You want people to buy WrestleMania, you want people to go to it, you want people to be watching it when they otherwise might not. You bring The Rock in. Everyone knows who Roman Reigns is. He's he's a big movie star as well. Now you bring The Rock in, it's an easy story to tell. People are watching. The problem is, they didn't need to do that. WrestleMania was already sold out. They're already at the highest ticket sales for all of their shows they've had forever. They've just done a $5 billion deal. Like, again, $5 billion. Billion dollars. You cannot fathom how much money that is with Netflix. Wrestling is at the absolute hottest it has been since the Attitude Era. And a lot of that is down to the work Cody Rhodes is doing, the work Roman Reigns has done, the work that the wrestlers who are there every week are doing. You don't need to bring the big stars of yesteryear in to get the eyes on, like you might have in the mid 2000s when wrestling was struggling. You don't need to do that. And that's why I said, though, I said the start of the episode where I don't think it's a good representation of The Rock, where it looks like he's been like, I need to get a piece of that. And we're always happy to see The Rock when he comes in and does his millions and millions, and it doesn't matter what you think. And we'd be happy for The Rock to come in and do a year-long build to Roman or something like that. I'm sure we'll get on to how we'd maybe salvage this situation later in the show. But what we don't need is The Rock to shoehorn his way into what's already an incredibly... Popular, incredibly hot wrestling scene right now. Like, we don't need him right now. And I think, I don't know if he thinks we do or if he just wants to be needed, but it's not a good look for him,
1: in my opinion. I also think there's something weird about the way wrestling fans talk about stuff being best for business, as if any fan who has an emotional investment and doesn't want this is somehow stupid. Because if Coca Cola, put up their prices by a pound and you love drinking Coke and you went, well, that's, you know, I'm not going to be able to drink as much Coke now. It's a pound more expensive. No one would turn around and you go, oh, you silly person. You don't understand what's best for the business of Coca-Cola. If you're a season ticket holder at a football club and they go up by 200 quid, no one goes oh, well, yes, you have to pay more for what you want now, but it is best for the business of the football club. There's a real snobby attitude where people who are just saying, actually, excuse you, I've spent two years watching every year, uh, week in, week out. I want to see this story happen. I don't care whether it puts more money in the pocket of TKO. You know, sorry, I'm getting on a rant here, but it's a weird snobby thing where people who actually don't care about the business and just want a satisfying conclusion to the story they've spent two years watching are somehow looked down on.
0: Yeah, we as wrestling fans are weird, though. Like, the wrestling fans this week, again, we haven't covered ourselves in glory, have we? With some of the reaction online, the fact that poor Ava has had to deactivate her Twitter account because she happens to be The Rock's daughter. People thought, I know, we'll go and give her some abuse. She's a wrestler in WWE who will have precisely zero to do with this. And if anyone thinks going and giving her abuse is a good thing to do, then just grow up because you're an idiot.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Now, we have to be balanced and say... I reckon roughly 80% of wrestling fans don't want this. Maybe 75%. I reckon there's sort of a three-to-one split. But there are some wrestling fans out there who have said, great, I'm all in on this. It doesn't matter. It doesn't impact on Cody. Uh, He'll be fine. He can challenge Seth Rollins. They are a minority view. Nothing wrong with having a minority view. It's not as clear-cut as some might might say the, the yes movement was.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's because there is, on the other side of it, on the other side of the Yes movement, there was just the authority and everyone hated them. On the other side of this, there is The Rock. And as much as I've said, I don't think he's covered himself in glory. I don't want to see him. Like, The Rock is maybe the most popular man in the world. Like, arguably. I don't think that's a ridiculous statement to say. He is so popular and so loved and so unanimously well thought of. And again, on the business side of things, like, I'm a big NFL fan. Anyone who just has heard me talk about it, like, George Kittle, who is starting tight end for the 49ers, who are in the Super Bowl this week, at his first Super Bowl press conference of the week with all the eyes of the world on him. What was he talking about? Rock Roman Cody. That's what he was talking about because he's a big wrestling fan. That's got him talking about it at one of the biggest sport events in the world. So WWE going, yeah, you can be annoyed if you want fans, but at a Super Bowl press conference, we've got players talking about this. That doesn't happen without the Rock. So people are happy about it. People do want it. It's, it's that argument, isn't it, of do you appeal to the masses who come in once a year for WrestleMania? Like, people come in just to watch WrestleMania. WrestleMania is a spectacle itself. And you want to put on the best show you can because you want to keep some of them for more than just WrestleMania. But do you do that at the risk of really, really, really upsetting your viewers, your two million who watch Raw every week? And that, that's, where, that's where WWE and Triple H have got to decide what they're doing here. I'm going to ask you, though what would you do with this now where it is now so we've had everything that's happened up to this point what would you do if you were booking and i saw on twitter earlier there is an opening WWE uh advertising for creative writer. so here you go jack so i think you've got a couple
1: of options i don't think it is a viable option to say we just do rock roman I think even if that was the plan, I don't think you can do that now because there were Rocky sucks chance on Raw. Don't think that can happen. So you've got you've got to do something to change it. Could you do heel rock versus face Roman? Could you lean into this and have that be what you do at WrestleMania? If you want to keep it one on one and, and change the dynamic around, you could Don't think that's a smart way to do it. So I think what you have to do is you have to find a way where your final scene on night two of WrestleMania is Cody Rhodes standing with Roman Reigns' belt. So I think what you do is two things. You either do two nights of triple threats. So you do Sammy versus Drew versus Seth for the world title on night one and Rock versus Roman versus Cody on night two. Or you find a way where Roman and The Rock main event night two, but Cody interjects himself at the end. So maybe you do a tournament. Maybe maybe you... In my head, I've sort of got this idea where at the press conference, they're going to do something where Seth Rollins brings out a contract and Cody signs it, and they're making it seem like that's a world title shot, but Cody says something like, no, no, Seth, that's your contract. I still have my contract for the Royal Rumble match. And then he says, and I'm going to face the winner of Rock versus Roman on night two, whoever that may be. But basically, there's three options, but none of them involve the current dynamic of a babyface Rock versus a heel Roman, because I don't think that's sustainable based on what we saw in
0: Raw. What what do you think? Yeah, I I don't think you can give us Rock versus Roman one-on-one this year. I really don't. I think that the crowd will boo that out of the building. I truly believe that, and I think you will ruin WrestleMania like ending it like that. I I honestly think that's so. I think you either, the two options I think are, and neither of these are original ideas. I've seen both of these online. I can't credit those, but I think these are the two that are the only ideas that I think are doable are you either do a triple threat between Cody, Rock and Roman. And I would somehow have Roman and Rock cost each other. Cody wins the belt at the end and you build year long to Rock versus Roman next year at 41 as the main event of that one. Or you somehow backtrack slightly and have Rock be special guest referee of Cody versus Roman, and then have him not fall for the BS of the bloodline, and that begin your build for a year to Rock versus Roman. Because what Rock versus Roman does not need is the belt. It doesn't need it. It's your huge marquee match without it. It's for more than the belt. It's for who's the tribal chief. And I think you can build to that for a year without Rock or Roman being full-time. Now, the question comes is, do you have Rock next year? Because we know what his schedule's like. If you only have him this year, then I don't think you do Rock-Roman. I don't think you get that match because I think you have built so well to Cody versus Roman. Like Every wrestling fan, I truly believe, wants to see Cody with that belt at the end of WrestleMania. And more so than that, I think we want We're ready for Roman not to have it as well, but by God, the rock can't have it. The rock can't be the next, he can't be the next universal champion. So I would do either of those. I don't know which one I'd, I'd probably do the special guest referee, probably, but I don't think we'll get that. Now. I think the rock is wrestling. So I think our most realistic way of getting out of this and getting what we want still is a triple threat. And, while it wouldn't be what we were expecting or what we think we want, I still think there's a way to salvage all of this with that triple threat match.
1: But is the damage done to The Rock? There, there, there were... It wasn't the whole arena, but there was a loud Rocky sucks chance on, on Raw. And I suspect that would have got even louder had it not mixed in with a We Want Cody chant. I don't think that that wasn't loud because people weren't invested. And you know when someone pulls something sneaky... And and we don't know the rock's pulled something sneaky, but the perception is he's tried to take this moment. And you just look at them differently. Rock isn't the same baby face now that he was before Friday.
0: Whatever happens, Rock has to wrestle heel. I truly believe that. If it is a triple threat, the Rock has to be on. The Rock has to come out and deliver and oh my god, he could deliver some unbelievable promos if he if they if they really delve into this and really buy in. Imagine a heel rock coming out and being like, yeah. I am. I don't don't care. I haven't taken Cody's life, but I'm just being like, I'm the rock. Like, I do what I want, Randy. Like, all of this is because of what I did. So, if I do want to come back and do this, then yeah, fine. And if I think if they almost admit that's kind of what's happening, we'll kind of respect them more for it. What they can't do is have The Rock come out and be like, finally, The Rock. We don't want that right now. I want The Rock to come out. I'd have him come out. Almost like Hollywood rock when he first came back, being like, Yeah, I am better than all this. I can come and do what I want because I built this. And I think then you'll get you'll still get some go-away booze but you'll get booze because he's being a heel. Also, that's not a rock we've seen for twenty years. Like that's something new, that's something different. And that doesn't mean you have to turn Roman face. That's just let the rock admit, yeah, wrestling's the best it's ever been. I want a piece of this.
1: Yeah, and I and I can I can get behind that. I can get behind that. But what no one will ever convince me? is that that was the original plan. Unless I see something written down in paper that's timed and date stated
0: saying, you know, January so that, with the... With f- a picture of Triple H with the paper from that day with the newspaper, like, with, like proof of life in a hostage situation.
1: That's what I need, something like that, because I cannot... Because when we were all clamoring for Rock versus Roman, no one was like, you know what it'll be? It'll be face Roman versus heel Rock. Now, that I think is possibly the best way we get out of it. I think WWE don't know what they're doing because of this press conference, but... I know that Drew McIntyre's having the time of his life on the other side of things. I know Seth Rollins enjoying himself. And the other thing we've not spoken about from the SmackDown promo, my God, Roman Reigns went after Seth Rollins. Like he blimey O'Reilly. But no need.
0: (laughs) Seth's just sat at home having his world title running raw but in that show on his back, hasn't interacted in Roman with Roman for a long, long time, and out of nowhere, Roman's just gone. Where's my scope? Looking bang, Seth Rollins, you're in the crosshairs. There's a bullet right in the centre of your back. It just went to him,
1: and and I, you know, I know on Raw that Seth sort of went. It's a Hollywood title. It's a but I sort of feel like Seth was told to do that. I don't feel like Seth went rogue when he did it, and then Roman just comes out and murders him on the mic. So now you've got a situation. If Seth Roll- whoever Seth Rollins defends about, this title, which they've built up for nine months, which we all went, it's a loser title, and now we've spent nine months, oh, do you know what, maybe it isn't a loser title. One promo from Roman Reigns has gone, yeah, that's, that's a kiddie title. That's for the mini juniors. It doesn't count.
0: Yeah, Roman came out and be like, you want that one if you're a bloody loser. Like, it was just absolutely savage. My favourite memes I'm seeing online at the moment as well are just taking the mickey out of Damien Priest with his money in the bank. I don't know if you've seen them online. It's like Seth Rollins is on his hands and knees with a blown out back in the ring, no one around to help him. And it's just like a picture of a sleeping man. It's like Damien Priest in the back. Like, they've, they're have they booking themselves in the trouble with that because before you know it we're going to be talking about, oh, he's only got a month left, two months left on his money in the bank. There's As much as all our focus is on Cody Rock Roman, rightfully so, the World Heavyweight Championship scene is actually very exciting in other ways of we have no idea what's going on over there. I really hope... That's another reason I really hope we don't get Cody versus Seth because I feel like that all the men involved with that, uh, not Cody, Seth, Drew, Sammy, CM Punk obviously not in right now, even the work Jey Uso's done, all these guys have done an incredible amount of work to make that an incredibly intriguing world championship scene right now. I feel like if we just stick Cody in that, it's almost unfair to those guys as well.
1: Yeah, and, and I think you're right. And it doesn't... It almost feels like a proper brand split. And it does feel like, okay, Romans is the Hollywood title. If you want, you know, fireworks shenanigans, big entrances. That's, you go to SmackDown for that in Roman. And if you want really good matches, you go to Raw. And they done a really good job of establishing that. So you need to keep Cody out of that. i The only thing I can say is it's intriguing, regardless of how we feel. And I know so many people felt like it was a punch in the gut when they woke up and saw The Rock come out on, on SmackDown on Friday. It is intriguing. You'll never convince me WWE was like, oh, let's just mess with everyone's heads. It's going to... But... They are in a position where they can make something pretty good at something pretty bad if they pull the right moves. What do you want to see at this press conference on Thursday?
0: I want to see some sort of clarity of what we think is happening, and I want to see Cody very much reinsert himself into the universal title picture. And almost, like, there's a story to be told, I think, of Cody being like, I thought that's what I wanted, Actually, I don't want that. I do want Roman, so I am going to challenge Roman and The Rock. Will be like, "Well, hang on, you you made out that you weren't doing it." So now contracts have started being drawn up for me to face Roman. And then there's there's an interesting story to be like, "Oh, does his Rumble contract trump Rock's contract contract?" And then we end up with a triple threat or something. I think there's an intriguing way to come through this. I, I do think triple threat is the way to go with a heel rock, just embrace that he wants to be in it. He doesn't care that maybe he doesn't deserve it. But I will I will not be happy if Cody Rhodes challenges Seth Rollins. And if Cody Rhodes beats Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania, I won't be stood up in my lounge at four o'clock in the morning cheering because that's not the title I'm investing in winning. I'm not investing that title. And I'm also... I'm investing in beating Roman Reigns. Like, it's not even the title. I'm investing him defeating Roman Reigns. So... Even if it's a triple threat, I need Cody to pin Roman. That is what this story needs to be finished. I need to see Roman's shoulders on the mat for one, two, three, and Cody Rhodes winning that title. And just to
1: go, they need a little bit of quality control. And I'm not, you know, it's been some of the best storytelling in WWE ever, ever over the past two years. Why no one looked at that promo from Cody and said, let's just get rid of that WrestleMania line. Because that... Of all the stuff we're trying to retcon and go around, and that that's fine, that happens. The so one thing that is very hard to retcon is him saying, "I don't want to do this at WrestleMania," because now for him to get back into a triple threat at Mania, he has got to go. Ah, oh, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what happened there. I must have had a knock on a head. Clearly, I want to do it at WrestleMania. He's taken. It's like someone saying, "Oh, I don't want to win the World Cup." Oh, actually, no. I do want to win the World Cup. I don't know. Like, it's such a stupid thing to say. I, I don't know what they were thinking with that. It's like they took leave of their sentence. It's like they didn't think anyone would notice.
0: Yeah, it, the whole Cody promo, stuff like that, made no sense. Like I said, the start of the show, like I, I hated how little sense that made.
1: Yeah, let's talk about some other bits and pieces uh, briefly because it has been mostly rock Cody Roman this week, but Bailey didn't waste any time in announcing her choice for her Rumble win, a fully-fledged babyface turn for Bailey. She'll take on Io Sky. Sensible choice, sensible booking, really like the execution.
0: Yeah, brilliant, brilliant segment, and hasn't had the credits it deserved because of what happened later in SmackDown, but WWE executed this to perfection. All the performers involved execute this to perfection. I thought it was brilliant. And I think there's a really good build to this match going into WrestleMania. Like, I've never been that hot on damage control. When they brought the Kabuki Warriors in, it made it an interesting dynamic, obviously having the three Japanese superstars and Bailey, And then they've been building to this really slowly and really well. And I think this is a... Very, very exciting match. And yeah, a brilliant, brilliant segment on SmackDown, this was. And a different Bailey babyface. She's not going to be hugger Bailey with the
1: top knot and the music. Although, can you imagine the pop if when she wins at Mania, those flailing
0: tubes. Oh, if they come out, I'll be, I will be in my lounge at three in the morning on a Sunday doing that.
1: I know it's audio, but I did just do a very good impression yes, of that. Really good, actually. Surprisingly. Thank you. Maybe I'll be one of them. That'll be my main year appearance, like like the Rosebuds and years gone by. That'll yeah, be his. Yes, I can see it. Um. Also on Raw, really like Jey Uso stepping
0: up to Gunther. Didn't see that come in. That's an intriguing match. Yes, didn't have that on my bucket list of matches we'd be getting, but I think that's a great, great match. Um, Will be a really good match. Will be built really well. I think, oh, presuming we're getting that in Australia? Is that our presumption? Well, do we think we're getting Uso versus Uso at Mania? Because that is not hot at the moment. I think we are, and I think you might see Jimmy cost Jay that match in Australia. That's how I think we start building that again, because they obviously were the first two at the Rumble, which I thought was great, that's really cool. And then that kind of became nothing. It's weird,
1: that Uso versus Uso thing, because last year after WrestleMania, if we said that's going to be, you know, one of the matches at WrestleMania 40, you'd have said, well, that's a main or a Um, semi-main. If that match doesn't happen at WrestleMania, I don't think anyone's going to be that upset or annoyed or even going to notice necessarily, which is a weird thing to say.
0: I think I said this two weeks ago. I think that's very, very easily heated back up. though. Like a few of WWE's, iconic video packages looking at the last few years last 10 years there's like i think very quickly you can get people very invested in that one i don't think i'm not worried about them getting that one the, the piquing our interest for that one do you not think they've missed the boat like at SummerSlam, jimmy cost
1: jay and we're now in like if someone did that to you wouldn't you want their overall motivating factor for weeks and weeks on mb i'm gonna hunt down the person who cost me this and it's sort of like jay's been a bit like uh, it happened, but, you know, these things These things go on, and, are oh, we met at the Rumble. Like, I think the heat has gone out of it in a way that, you know, these video packages, you're right, they can inject it back in. But right now, I'm just, I'm, I'm not sure I need it.
0: Yeah, I think if they try to do it now with no reheating of it, there'd be an issue. But I have no doubt that they've got two months to get us excited for that. I think they can very easily.
1: Mm, I'm not sure, you know. It feels to me like dust, Stardust, where you had... Everything was there and could have happened. and It never did. And no one really minded, but I, I could be proved wrong on that.
0: You could be, but Jack, I tell you what I do mind. And I'm very excited for, we're getting DIY versus British Strong Style on SmackDown. That oh is my days.
1: That is a Charlie Beckett match. If ever there was one, and that is going to put that in the main event.
0: Oh, that is going to slap as the kids would say. Um, I know they're not called British Strong Style, but you put Pete Dunne and Talibate together and they're only going to be known as British Strong Style to me. Oh, give this 20 minutes, please. Let them just go out and do some wrestling.
1: Yeah. Babyface versus Babyface, absolutely fine. Doesn't matter. Who's going to come out on top? Doesn't matter. Would Honestly, I don't care. Couldn't care less who wins. I'll just be clapping. Wrestling will be the winner. You know what I see as well, Charlie? What, what You know what I see? No one knows what's going on with this WrestleMania card, but I can see pieces being manoeuvred for a pe- potential, because God knows we love a ladder match at WrestleMania. We do. You're going to tell me that Judgment Day versus DIY versus Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate in some sort of ladder match for the tag titles
0: would not be entertaining? Uh, stick the author pain in there as well. Right. Do, do those four because teams. I have a theory. Yeah, I love that. I have a theory that all great ladder matches need some big guys. Yeah. Um, the one thing I'm concerned well, about, no, there are lots I'm concerned about. Is Gunther getting a little lost in the mix for WrestleMania currently? Yeah, but who isn't getting lost in the mix? No, no, no true, yeah. true. But like, I feel like four weeks ago, he was going to have one of the biggest matches ever with Brock Lesnar for obvious reasons that isn't happening now and quite right. Where do you go with that now? Because the obvious one for me would be Pete Dunne. And that kind of makes me think that we don't get that ladder match. If we do, Pete Dunne and Tyler Bay aren't in it. But if Pete Dunne's now part of a tag team that you're pushing hard, which is brilliant because they're a great tag team, how do you suddenly get him across to facing Gunther? Like, it's it's very interesting and strange. Bron Breaker? Is he is he the guy? Do you literally just put him in Lesnar's, Lesnar's spot and go, go on, Bron, off you go, because I, I get behind that. Yeah, well, you, you like the idea of
1: two huge physical men having a real, you know, Battle brutal at WrestleMania. If you can't a Brock, you look at that roster. Is it a Lashley? I don't think it's a Lashley. I, I think a Bron Breaker is as good as anyone.
0: And you want to show people that Bron Breaker is the real deal? Like, honestly, gun to my head right now, I can't think of a better person to end Gunther's undefeated streak of t- title off him. You want to say this man's the real deal. Bron Breaker is the guy. Have him win that title because then you, there's no rehabbing to be done of Gunther. Gunther's still. Gunther, and you can move him across the world of the universal title picture very easily, and it's perfect sort of timing of three or four months before bashing Berlin, where surely he wins it. you you got to think so. I
1: mean, do you do you spin off one of Imperium? Is is Or is it not enough time to do that? Like,
0: is that the way you blow up the stable? I don't think so right now. That that doesn't get me as excited as I thought of Brom Breaker.
1: I agree. One quick one finally, Becky Lynch uh, in the chamber in Perth, February 24th. It looks like the road to her versus Rhea at WrestleMania is pretty much set in stone. I also like that Rhea is going to be a babyface for one night only in Perth against Nia Jax because that is going to be
0: epic. Yeah, they are going to love her. And I'd be very interested if that maybe main events, actually.
1: Yeah, I'd have it main event. Although, yeah, although why not? The,
0: she's, your, she's your biggest Aussie star.
1: Though would I have it main event if Nia Jax... It, maybe i mean unfair on nia Jax, you know
0: or you could open with it and just go hot start here you go
1: yeah maybe you open and you have a stare down between becky and ria at the end with the After elimination the chamber,
0: chamber. presume becky wins it
1: something like that well look um it has been a bonkers show let's do a little bit of a back to developmental and earning the push everyone's favorite part of the pod this is where we put something we love from everyday life uh, to the moon we push it and something we don't like us back to developmental first or second
0: I'll go first this week. Very Hit quick. Me. Go for it. Um, my to developmental is I very much enjoy a Coke Zero or Sprite Zero. I, I like these drinks. to try and stay away from the sugar for obvious reasons. So I'll have one of them. They've got new lids on the bottles and I don't like them. Why? Why? What's the wrong? Don't come all the way off now. They just fold off. And it's, I understand why it's because they, they, I was reading about it because I got really, I got really annoyed. So I Googled why it is. It's because a lot of the time people recycle the bottles but they lose the lids. So the lids aren't getting recycled. So now they keep them attached so it all get recycled together. Great, We're saving the world. Brilliant. It's just really annoying. I'm drinking it and like the lids hit my lip and I don't like it. So I I'd rather we all just have more responsibilities to not lose the lids. Unbelievable. Un- unbelievable. What how can that be it can't be that
1: annoying the lid hitting your leg? Yeah, it's really annoying. Okay. Alright, well I'll give you that one. That's fine. Um what you earn in the push? I mean, hopefully you had a quite a good week if that's your back to developmental.
0: Oh yeah, I'm not about Earning the push for me is uh rugby, just in general, because it is having a little bit of a rough time in the media at the moment, the sport I love. And there's a lot of um there's a lot of credibility to what's being said and fairness on the risks around concussion and brain injury with rugby. And I completely uh, agree with everything that's being said there. We have to play any sport as safest as we can, but especially rugby. It is an inherently dangerous sport and we have to play it as safely as we can. And I think the way we are looked after now is so much better than when I started playing, or even five years ago. like We understand brain injuries and concussions better. But it's had a really, really tough time in the media this week. And there's been quite emotional language, emotive language being thrown out there of um, people referring to under 18s playing rugby as essentially child abuse uh, has been the words power. I just don't think that's fair. Um, so I want to just say like you have to play whatever sport you're playing as safely as possible. I think we all agree with that. And all sport I believe is inherently dangerous because of injury, etc. Rugby obviously has the increased danger because it is a collision sport and there is uh, unintentional head contact at times, but as long as we're doing it safely and looking after everyone, I genuinely believe rugby is the best game on, on the planet, and it has given me so much joy, and every meaning, apart from my family, obviously you're born into, genuinely, every meaningful relationship I have, include my one Mr. Murley here, I have through playing rugby. I have met everyone I love and care about through playing rugby. All my friends, my girlfriend, everyone is through playing rugby, and I don't really know what my life would be without rugby. Uh, not just the l- living I earn, but Everything. So it's been getting some flack in the media and some of it's been very, very fair criticism, very fair, but some of it I feel has been a bit too emotive to be fair. So I just want to say that I think rugby is great. And as long as we do it safely and as safely as we can, it's the best sport in the world. I'm going to join
1: you on that. That's going to be my hand in the push as well. And I'm going to throw into the mix. Community rugby clubs are so often the heart of their village or their town. Uh, my dad's heavily involved in my local rugby club. I go up there on a Saturday when I can. Everyone who's on the gate taking the ticket money, doing the car parks, running the bar, doing the raffle, the players, the men, the women who go out, the, the juniors, the colts, the sinners, you know, all these people love rugby. And are there arguments about how any sport can be safer? Of course they are. But let's not damn the whole sport uh, because of those completely legitimate conversations that need to be had. So I'm going to go with you on that. Earning the push to rugby uh, is something great. Uh, back to developmental for me. Bad backs. I hurt my back. Played football. Oh, no, how did you do that? <sighs> Played football on Sunday. Wasn't that. Had an allergic reaction to some dust at my mum and dad's house. Sneezed too much. One big sneeze through the back out. Really, really painfully. So I've been on ibuprofen gel and ibuprofen for... Uh, four days, three days to sort of take down the swelling. I think it's just about there, but
0: yeah. That's that's the most Jack Murley story ever, that playing football didn't get you, but you had an allergic reaction, dust and sneeze. But painful back's the worst. I had for the first time in my career last season, I had some back issues. And it's so Dehabilitating It's excruciating When you have a bad back So I'm absolutely I'm not going to take The Mickey at all here And I just hope You're feeling better
1: I'm, I'm feeling fine I laugh at it as well I went to the supermarket And I was reaching For the top shelf going, ah, And it was so painful And like every time I was going round And I thought that uh, Someone's got me on CCTV And this is the moment My decline starts But it's ridiculous So bad backs Back to developmental I'm not the only one Who throws their back out In weird ways as well So I'm glad it's not just me Right Let's wrap this up, Charlie. WrestleMania press conference tomorrow night as we record this on Wednesday. We've spoken about the best possible outcome. What is the worst possible outcome? What is going to get your blood boiling and your hackles raised if we come to the end
0: of the conference in Las Vegas and you go, is that it? the the rock just comes out being normal face rock and is like I'm facing Roman and that's it like if we just build if this is the start of a build of face rock versus Roman then that's and, and on the flip side Seth versus Cody that's really really gonna upset me but gun to your head isn't that what happens it's probably the most likely scenario which is the most upsetting bit
1: we shall see uh, an earlier earning the push this week, but we'll we'll keep uh, going to our usual schedule as much as we can as we roll forward. But frankly, wrestling is so bonkers, we could do an episode every day. Uh, remember, rate, review and subscribe wherever you're listening. Give him a follow on the socials. He's Charlie underscore Beckett. I'm Jack underscore Merly, And we are out of time. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. And bye bye.